welcome back to our second week of this hockey podcast. That might be the name, because we do not have a name as of right now, but we are excited to be back for week two. We got Cooner back on. We got Ked, who usually does the introductions, but uh, he's a little hungover from his big birthday weekend. He's a little uh, a little drowsy right now. Yeah, and we got Lee. Everyone say hello. Hello. I just want to say that uh, Ked just got cuckolded on the introduction by Dan. That was a thousand times better. Yeah. I, uh, I've announced <laughs> like five games in my career, uh, being a healthy scratch, playing club hockey, so I'm a little used to this. <laughs> so, Ked, you can take it over, Albon. Hey, guys. It's Ked. That was pretty good, Dan. That actually was pretty good. Uh, Ryan keeps laughing out at me all, all day today, so this, this one actually may be a pretty good podcast. This might be a feisty uh, one. Yeah, I think so. So we're going to open up a little NHL in the news as we normally do. Um, we're going to talk about a couple different things today. We're going to talk about uh, Gar Snow and Yaroslav Halak going after it. We're going to talk about the Montreal Canadiens and where the fuck did they come from. They're off to an 8-0-1 start. And we're going to talk about the USA-Canada Outdoor World Junior game. So first things first, if, if you know somebody who takes it from 0 to 100 very, very quick, like Garcino would shit on you. The guy is just, he's the Tasmanian devil of hockey, and he just freaks out for no reason. So essentially what happened was they have three goalies. They have Locke, uh, Grice, and Ruby. And I guess Locke's agent didn't really like that he wasn't getting enough reps in practice. So he he, uh, he went on Twitter and like kind of complained about it. And maybe five minutes later, Garcino made sure he went on the phone and told every single GM in the NHL that Locke was now in the trading block. So uh, thoughts on Garcino, thoughts on him as a GM or him as a player. And uh, what, what do you guys think? We're going to go with uh, Cooner. How about you? What, what do you think? Um... Uh, let's see, Garth Snow. Um, I used to love him when I was a kid. Uh, I just thought it was a cool name. Didn't really pay attention to him too much, but um, I don't know. Like, I think that this like kind of debacle here is pretty interesting. I mean, it, it doesn't really seem like something that would go down in the NHL. It seems more like an NBA or an NFL thing. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you guys, but um, anytime you're you got like a guy that like lashes out like this, it's somewhat of a problem for the team. I mean. You don't want guys like going around like looking to get traded almost. But I mean, if he's not getting enough reps, that's kind of an issue. But I don't know. I feel like there's always time to be able to get you know more more practice in. He just has to make it. I think maybe this is an easy out for him to get out of there. But I also don't think that you know Carson is really helping out at all. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go to Ryan next, and I'm going to go to Ryan because I remember he used to tell me that Hawk was now the king of New York, and I don't think you would want to trade a king. So, Ryan, what did you think about it? Yeah, I still think he might be the king of New York, but sometimes kings conquer new land. Uh, I don't know if I told you this. I'm, I'm a big Garth Snow guy, tying back to my humane roots. Uh, my dad and my mom... Used to pound a couple beers at the bar after Garth with Garth Snow, and they were season ticket holders, and he was the backup goalie at UMaine. So I've always had a soft spot in my heart for him. Um, I don't know. I actually think Garth Snow gets such a bad rep as a GM because he literally had to clean up the mess that uh, Millberry made. And it's like it's like if your girlfriend was banging a dude with a huge dick, it's gonna get time. It's gonna take some time for her to get used to your average size to smaller size penis. Like there's a recovery route. 
He rebuilt through the draft and through waiver pickups. And I think he's built a pretty good team with a pretty shitty budget and a pretty shitty fan base and overall shitty situation. Um, I guess in this instance, though, on like uh, guys at the bar move, I think it's classic that he's probably just drunk and pissed off and was like, fuck this, I hate this guy. But probably not the best route to uh, build a franchise just to get pissed off after one agent talk. Um, kind of reminds me when I drink like five beers and be a GM mode and I trade away my player after a bad start. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Dan? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> great take there, Lee. Um, I think this is uh, just a big Garth Snow move, you know, like we were talking about. He's, uh, I've pulled up a lot of his YouTube videos today. The guy's an absolute animal. Uh, wish he was still playing in the league, to be honest. Make hockey fun to watch again. Um, I think it's hilarious. It's kind of ironic, I think, that you know he was a goaltender in his career, and the Islanders always have these goalie fucking problems, right? Like, uh, always overpaid, um, always some sort of fucking issue. Halak, um, not off to a great start, 2-3. and three. Little stats here. 3.04 goals against. League average is 2.6. Uh, maybe they're maybe it's a good move pushing them out and uh, going with their two young goalies. Uh, maybe not a bad look for the Islanders moving forward. Yeah, I mean, Grice has been a pretty solid backup, right? Wasn't it the end of the last year they were essentially uh, splitting time? I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive. I know Grice was playing a lot, uh, but yeah, kind of kind of a weird situation. Uh, when you're a junior varsity team, maybe you're just trying to get your name out there so people recognize you a little bit more. That's I also. I have one other thing to say about Garcinell that I think we should that we should that Cooner should have brought up. I don't know if you remember Cooner on the uh, bus ride to Montreal when you actually called Garth Snow in the Islanders' <laughs> office. I remember Front office. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Cooner. You, do you have his number? Uh, no, I don't. One of the Boyd, guys on Mike team. Boyd does. Yeah, so I, let me, I'll yeah. tell you the story real quick. This Garth Snow story is a pretty funny Garth Snow story. Uh, on community college hockey. Uh, NJCAA on the ride up to Montreal. Uh, our kid, our team from Vancouver, Boydo, has Garth Snow's like front office number. Cooner gets on the horn. Call, his name he calls in. Says, "Hey, this is Peter Chan. I'm a I'm a hockey uh, scout or some shit. So I'm looking for Garth Snow." And la- literally, the lady answered the phone. She's like, "Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, one sec. I'm gonna try to put you through." She gets back on the horn saying that Garth's in a meeting that he'll call us back. Never called us back, but it's kind of funny that you can just get to the Islanders' front office with a simple phone call. It's, like, unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, first of all, I did not believe that that was going to work, uh, that, like, it was gonna even going to be the right number. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is uh, Peter Chan, a scout for whatever. Like, she's like, who is this? I was like, Peter Chan, I'm really good buddies with Garth Snow. Um, I've got uh, intel on that. Uh, Basically, intel, intel on, a, on a guy. And she's like, oh, sure, I'll put you right through. And I was like, what the hell? Like, are you serious? <laughs> Snowzy. Snowzy. All right. Well, One thing quick about a lot, though, I mean, he, he gets paid, like, I think it's like four and a half a year or something I just saw. I mean, that's, like, I think that's uh, around, like, one of the Dallas goalies. I don't know if it was Niemi or Letman, but, I mean, it's like 20th in the league, so it's not too much of a dent, so... Him getting moved maybe somewhere will be good for, you know, I mean, Jesus, it's a lot of goaltending issues in the NHL, so. Um, and also, I, there's so many goalies hurt right now. Maybe 
maybe it wouldn't be bad to trade him. You already have three goalies out there. And I, I know the LA Kings, for example, they're probably going to give quite a bit for a goalie that can get them until Jonathan Quick comes back. So maybe, maybe cash in right now. I know the uh, demand for goalies out there is a little bit stronger than what it normally is. But, okay, so now we're going to talk about a little bit about the Montreal Canadiens. This team's so fucking weird, man. They're 8 0 1. Uh, goals for goals against is awesome, and they did. I mean, at the beginning of the season with, without Carey Price, and now Carey Price is back, best goalie in the league. Uh, just such a weird team, though. When you, when you think about the Montreal Canadiens, you don't really think, "Oh my God, they're going to run us." Like, am, or am I just being like an idiot? Like when I think the Canadians, I think like an average team. I can't believe that they're oh, they're good this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dan, take over. What do you think? Oh, I so I heard someone say it the other day. It's I think it's true. I know. Uh, they're not my favorite team. I hate Montreal just in general. I shitty place. I think that, I think when they're good, it's fun. It's good for the league to be to be honest with you. It's uh, they're they're off to a hot start. I actually like watching them. I watched probably like four or five of their games so far. Um, love that Radulov's back in the league. That's awesome. He's having a great year so far. Uh, but overall, yeah, Montreal—they're they're playing really well, and it's, I think it's fun for the league to for that when they're when they're playing good. It's good for the league. What do you think, Lee? Ah, uh, as a Bruins fan, I despise the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know. I, I guess I'll just touch. I don't even know if I have a take on this. I'll touch on what you said, kind of, Ked. They're so fucking confusing. Like, are they so act? Weird. Are they actually good? Carey Price is the best goalie in the world, hands down. Maybe one of the best players. Maybe the best player in the world. Um, but if you look at that, like when the Bruins played them, they have guys like Paul Byron and like Brian Flynn who look electric every shift. Like if they were on the Bruins, they would be dog shit. But for some reason, they have like these like random ass players who are just playing the hockey of their life. And I, I honestly don't get it. And I, I also don't get Montreal fans suck. I mean, every fan base sucks. You can say that about anybody, but they all want to fire their coach and their GM, but they're in first place. I don't know. Uh, Montreal puts my mind in the pretzel. I do That's think, all I've got. I do think Michelle Therrien is a fucking blockhead. Like I hate, I hate watching him uh, just during the games. I don't think he, I don't think he's a great coach. I just think Carey Price is um, kind of saving their asses this year. Completely agree. Gunner. Um, I kind of like Montreal. I don't know why. <clears throat> it's weird. Um, I kind of always liked them for some reason. I don't know if it's like their jerseys or something that I just thought were cool growing up. But um, their roster, man, like they do have those like kind of guys where you're like, what the hell, you know? And Lee, like you, you know, you said like if they're on the Bruins, you're just like, dude, have fun in the AHL, basically. Yeah. But I mean, dude, they do have they got some good players. Um, I really like Gallagher. Montreal, he's awesome. He does a lot for them. But I think one thing that people need to, you know, sit on for a little bit is like, dude, you guys, they had a pretty big start last year, I think. Uh, I think that uh, they started out October like 10 and 2 or something like that. Yeah. And like, was it last year they had a really big, big start, right? They yeah. like, they like ran it and then they didn't even make the playoffs last year. I, I thought for sure, I was beginning of the season, first two months, I was like, wow, they're going to be. And uh, definitely a contender for the cup, and then they just like blew a wheel, you know. Um, but I think that right now it looks like they're getting a good good end of this Weber deal. Um, I, a lot of people didn't like it, but I mean, guy's a leader, dude. They need that, and uh, I mean, he's got ten points. He's leading their team in points right now, so I don't know. They they got a good power play. Um, 
if they stay healthy, they they get a good shot this year. But we'll see. It's early. Uh, lastly, on the Canadians, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but most underrated goal horn I think in the league. Do you guys like their goal horn or no? What is it? Is it just hockey, hockey, hockey? It's so it's European. something very weird. But it's like, like a sick it. song. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh. cool. it's really annoying. It'd be one of those things where it'd be fucking annoying. It is annoying when they light up the Rangers and it's just constant hockey. <clears throat> it's fucking brutal. But I, it's a good song. Yeah. Not to get off topic, because I, I agree with I, I don't know, actually I think Canadians they do all those stupid fucking presentations where they light the ice on fire before every game and shit. And like a two hundred year old guy gets wheeled out in a wheelchair, so I'm sick of that. But dude, Jay Weber not winning a Norris Trophy will fucking kill me if he doesn't win one. He's probably the only Montreal Canadian I'll ever root for to win like a big award like that. If he doesn't win it this year and he plays like this for the rest of the year, even if his numbers dip, if he puts up 40 points and the Canadians make the playoffs, he is such a huge piece of that. That dude needs a Norris Trophy. Don't give me some European offensive defenseman with the Norris Trophy because I'll fucking freak out. Yeah, I can't say that again. I'm, I'm done with that. And he's like minus like twenty eight on the season. It's a joke. Such but a he joke. had sixty points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, last topic with NHL in the news: uh, USA Canada. They just announced. I think two thousand eighteen. They're having an outdoor World Junior game. I think it's going to be in Buffalo. Uh, that's going to be fucking awesome. I think it's really not that far away. Uh, I don't want tickets on sale. How much they're going to be? But that's something that I would definitely consider going to. Uh, USA Canada always, you know, a hot rivalry. I kind of. Maybe it's because we have a better chance of winning, but like I'm almost more invested in like the World Junior game than when USA actually plays Canada. Because like Canada usually just runs over like the men, but when it comes to like the kids and shit, it's just I don't know. It's fun and they're just, they're spearing each other every two seconds. Who is who is the guy? Boston just drafted Ryan, uh, the guy that speared the dude on the uh, on the Canada team. You know what I'm talking about? Wow, are you talking about McAvoy? It, no, didn't. Did you the U.S. I think last year a kid speared somebody on Canada's team, ran the nuts, and I'm almost positive that the Bruins drafted him. No, you know who actually? I, ugh, I'm blanking, dude. You know I think you're right. That, yeah, Anders Bork. I remember that. Anders Bork. Might have been Anders Bork. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm but, blanking. Okay, so so uh, thought, thoughts on that? I'm gonna start with Ryan. Ryan, what are your thoughts on the USA Canada outdoor uh, game? I don't know. I, I feel like this is not going to be the popular take, but we talked about this last week on the show. I'm sick at outdoor games, and it's fearful for me for USA Hockey, too, because this is like a gimmick game. Like I feel like if there's one game that it doesn't need the gimmicks for the ratings and shit, it's USA Canada and the World Juniors, and I would be perfectly okay with that being in the fucking HSBC or whatever they call it in Buffalo now, First Niagara. Like I just don't think... It needs those accolades. I get growing the game and stuff, but I think it would be better if USA was playing, like, Russia because that could still get the same draw because people would be like, oh, USA-Russia, that's a big game, but I don't think there's a chance we lose. Whereas I don't really think I, I want to see fucking fireworks and shit and watch USA lose an outdoor game by five in some gimmick fest. So that's my stance. Uh, Dan? Or right, Dan? Yeah, I got Um, I think, you know... I agree. There's so many of these stupid outdoor games, but if there's going to be an outdoor game, I, it's got to be in Buffalo, dude. Like that first one um, with Pittsburgh and Buffalo, it was electric. Like with the snow falling and everything, it was a, it was a spectacle, like they always say. Ty Conklin. Um, the exact Ty Conklin, dude. The guy is just an outdoor legend. <laughs> um, and 
like I said, this is kind of what all Buffalo has now is like to look forward to is just outdoor games at the Ralph. Um, so I think, I think it'll be fun to watch. Uh, honestly, is it, it might be like too big of a, a game to be played outdoors. Like I know like it's going to be like a pretty meaningful game and I know it's going to be cool to like see them outdoors and everything, but like, I know like the NHL when they play, it's just like a random game, which is cool and they can kind of have fun with it, but it's pretty a big game, I feel like, for the World Juniors. Um, maybe it gives the U.S. a better chance of winning because outdoor and the conditions might be bad, but then also Canadians, like, play on ponds every day, so maybe it's not. So maybe the U.S. is just fucked either way. Um, so, yeah, there it is. Cooner? Uh, I think they're going to need to find some boys from Mystery Alaska for this one. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, it sounds cool. And, like, anytime you hear outdoor game, it can kind of, like, perk, you know, perk up a little bit. But then, like, there's so many of them now, it's not a big event anymore. Like, it's like, I mean, yeah, it'd be sweet if Christmas was every fucking day, but Christmas is cool. Yeah. Christmas is cool because it's, like, kind of, like, once a year. So it's, like, it, there's, like, a buildup to it, like. This, I, the outdoor stuff is just like, it's just, there's Heritage Classic, there's the outdoor game, there's like, like, I, I thought there used to be just one outdoor game, right? Like in the NHL, now there's like 19 a year. <laughs> yeah, so, it's kind of stadium series, bro. Yeah, yeah, well, like, what does that even mean? Like, uh, so, I don't know, I, I, that part pisses me off. The only thing that it's cool is it just kind of bumps up the rivalry a little more, I think. I think it just like, it just builds up the rivalry a little bit, um. But like you guys said, I think it would have been fine if they just had it at a normal rink, like at Bill Gray Sports Complex in Rochester, New York. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, okay, so now we're going to go into a little Uber talk. Uh, it's now known that Mike Commodore is out there driving Ubers around, picking people up, bringing them to wherever they want to go. Which brings me to my question. What former or current NHLer would you want to be driving your Uber? Uh, Ryan, what do you think? Uh, I had a toss-up. I had two. Um, I thought it'd be good to mention this on the four-year anniversary of Riley Sheehan getting his DWI in a Teletubby costume. So uh, I'm going to throw Riley Sheehan as my first one. I mean, anytime you're a first-round draft pick still in college getting pulled over in a Teletubby costume, I mean, that's a good way to let the GMs know you're ready for the show. So I, I think he would probably bring the heat driving around. That'd be one. And the second one, you know. I mean, cities are scary, man. You always got to look out. I'm looking for a little protection. I think I'd feel pretty safe if I got in the car and Peter Worrell was up there driving me around town. <laughs> I'm a big fan guys, of the... Peter Worrell drive. Probably Fucking something with lots of room. What do you think, Dan? What's Peter Worrell drive? He drives a big yellow bus. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, I'll take it over from here. Um... <laughs> It was kind of a no-brainer for me. I think uh, to kind of go along with the DUI thing, I think Eddie Balfour, holy <laughs> shit, I think that'd be a fucking ride and a half, man. He'd be fucking ripping that Porsche around, just fucking drunk as fuck, and I would just be holding on for dear life, but God, I would love to ride with Eddie. Cooner? Um, I think it'd be good to get in some, uh, you know, post-work traffic with, like, Darcy Tucker or something like that. Just an absolute idiot. I think it'd, it'd be good for uh, some road rage. And I don't think I would want to ride, though, from Danny Feet. Oh. <laughs> People Wait, don't oh. forget. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, it's been quite a few years, but, oh, fuck, that one was, uh, yeah. 
wrapping that around a tree. Jesus. I think he only gets rides from Uber now. I don't think he's like <laughs> yeah, allowed. He's to not drive. allowed to drive anything. To his age. He walks. <laughs> um, I'm gonna kind of go off of what Cooner said. Who you wouldn't want to drive you? Pierre Maguire would probably be the worst fucking Uber driver of all time. <laughs> Just like most annoying Uber drivers. <laughs> All right, this is a history of this road. This is when it was created. Uh, little Johnny, little Johnny over there is playing for the Clifton Park Dynamo this year. He looks real good. He, you know, real, real quick, good acceleration. Oh my god, I would want to kill myself every two seconds. You'd be saying stupid shit about wherever the fuck we were. It'd be terrible. <laughs> well, you know, fucking driving Boston duck boat. You know, Eddie, uh, Zach Parise's father is actually a construction worker and worked on that highway over there. <laughs> Did you know? Uh, <laughs> so bad. Bob- It'd be an ISIS punishment, like ISIS torture, like send him on like a twenty-four hour road trip with Pierre Maguire. <laughs> right, dude. Can you imagine, like, if you wheeled it, like a girl at a bar and you're bringing her back to your house and like you walk out of the bar and there, there's just Pierre Maguire looking like a fucking dildo, like, oh, hey guys, what's up? Um, <laughs> It'd be so fucking bad. All right, uh, so that was a little bit of Ubering. Uh, we're going to kind of go into our teams really, really quick. The Rangers only had two games this week. They went one and one. Um, they lost last night to the Carolina Hurricanes, which is the most annoying team. No, they didn't, they didn't lose to the Carolina Hurricanes. They lost to fucking Skinner, who had three of their fucking goals, all of their goals. He used to be a figure skater. That that cut steep. But uh, I don't know. What, what do you think of the Rangers? Do you think they – I thought they're they're a really fun team to watch. They beat the Bruins this week. Jimmy BC fucking had I think a goal and two assists, maybe a goal and assist, a little tap in. Uh, they they waved Macarath. Macarath is now down in the AHL. Um, I don't know. Zook scored twice, so I wasn't really that pissed about it. But what do what do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I'll go Rangers right now. Um, they're off to like we said previous week, solid start. Uh, this this. Current week went one and one. Um, I think the Bruins fucking dominated us in that first period, right? And then, like Lee said, they're not really a second or third period team. And then we kind of just took over from there. Uh, I want to get into that Macarath thing. I think this is just a fucking joke. I don't know what is going on with that. Uh, just mainly because I get AV's being a pussy about it, and he wants he doesn't want any a lick of toughness on the team. Okay, but if you're gonna go that route. Fucking Nick Holden, he's a fucking slowpoke. He's just another coming of fucking Justin or whatever, Jeff Falk or whatever the fuck his name was. Justin Um, Falk, dude. Dude, this guy is a slow piece of shit. Like, fucking have Maverick. Pisses me off. Have Maverick in the fucking lineup. Also, another thing that I fucking hate about the Rangers is their assistant captains and captaincy. Four assistant captains and... What's that all about? And honestly, I think I'm going to have a pretty weird take right now, but I think you should give an A to uh, JT Miller. That guy shows up every fucking night, and he's been playing his heart out. I think maybe not this year, obviously, because we already have four assistant captains, but in the future, that guy's going to be a fucking captain of this team. Also, um, we want to mention, for the first time in like 20 years, I think the Rangers have a decent power play. We're sixth in the league right now. We have a 26% uh, power play, so that's kind of uh, nice to see for once. But uh, The Rangers yeah. literally have never had a good power play. Like, if no. you like, really think back to it, like, and they've always had, like, supposed to be, like, really good players, just never worked. And now they have, like, two guys that, like, aren't known for being that great, but having Zabinijad on one side and Piri on the other, 
that's so dynamic, man. You can go either way, and the fucking puck's going harder than that. Uh, that's kind of uh, that's a good point, Dan. It's fun to watch. Cooner, what do you got on the rags? Um, I think it's good to have uh, Bushnevich back. Um, he's definitely going to be a help there. It sucks. Kreider's out. You know, everyone knows that I'm sad about that. Um, Season peace. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think a really underrated Rangers, period. He's got six points, man. He's got like four goals. That's huge. He plays, what, fourth line? <laughs> like, yeah. he's, he's the, they, they are doing a good job, man. The way they put together this team, I like it. I mean, you're going to look at stuff in such, like, small sample sizes, though. I mean, especially since this is done, like, once a week, you know, instead of, like, once a month or something. So, yeah, we get pissed when the Rangers lose to the freaking <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes. But, I mean... That shit happens. It's an 82-game season. You, you you gotta take you know the good with the bad. And look at I mean the Bruins game. I passed out, man. I, I went to bed. And it was two nothing. I was like, great, this is gonna be this is gonna be nice. And I woke up in the morning and they went and said they won five to two. Like Lee, I know you're probably a little salty about that one, but you know five five goal comeback <clears throat> on the Bruins. I mean, dude, they're they're always a good team. You know they didn't make the playoffs what last year, but they're still good. So. I think it's a good week for them. I think that they're they're only going up. They started out hotter than I thought they would. You know, I was talking uh, at the beginning of the season. I think it might take a little time, but they look good, man. And uh, I I think uh, we can all be happy about that advantage draft trade now. I think that's I think that's just set in stone. I mean, it's early, obviously, but damn, dude, he looks good. That guy's a yeah. he's a top. He's going to be a top tier uh, NHL guy. I mean, not not at the, the highest level, but I mean, he's elite. He's gonna, he's gonna close. He's gonna bridge probably 60, 70 points this year. Wow, tossing out elite. All right, Ryan, let's let's hear about your Bruins, bud. You don't have any takes on the Rangers, Jim? Oh, whoa, why? Because you didn't watch the last two games? I don't know. He's been kind of quiet. He's got the, he's a little hungover, a little out of it. What are your thoughts on the game? Yeah. Um. I, again, I fucking hate whenever you play the Carolina Hurricanes. It's every fucking year, like, you immediately are like, okay, cool. We got another win. And then you look at the fucking scoreboard and we lose. They're just like a – they're just brutal to play against. You Like, you know when you play against somebody and they're really not that good, so you kind of play down their level? I think that's the only games that the Carolina Hurricanes ever win. Like, because they just – people walk in thinking, oh, we're going to fucking walk right over these guys, and then they just play like shit. It's fucking weird. I do like that all their defensemen are American, though. I think that's kind of badass. Uh, the Bruins game after the first period, they, yeah, they kind of get rocked pretty bad, but uh, you know they bounced back. It was nice to see Dominic Moore out on the guard and nice again. Him and Zuccarello oh, seem to be kind of going at it quite a bit. Uh, I don't know. I think we're going to be fine. Um, I'm. They have to fix the defense. I don't know how they're ever going to fucking do that. Uh, but <laughs> something, something kind of needs to be done because if. If you take Stahl or Girardi out of the lineup, right, and you add somebody, and obviously they're not going to, and you can probably say this with every other team, but if you add somebody like a Roman Yossi, like a top-tier like defenseman, the Rangers are a completely different team, and they, they would, they're like a premier cup contender. Right now I think they're a playoff team, really maybe not a cup contender, but if you add one, just one really good defenseman on the back end, they're, they're fucking set. So, I don't know, that's, that's my Rangers take. Now let's hear about your stupid fucking Bruins, Ryan. Yeah, not not the best week. Start out with a four zero loss to uh, Minnesota. Then of course the Rangers game, which I don't really want to talk about. Uh, Minnesota's another fucking weird team to play against too. You know what? You know what? People don't give Minnesota credit 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 though because they no credit. 
because they fucking they make the playoffs in the West every year. They're always in the West playoffs. So Minnesota's really not that bad of a team. Um, They're just weird, though, right? Like, I don't want to hear about fucking Sato Koivu's fucking baby brother, dude. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a big Minnesota guy. I fucking hate Minnesota. But sorry. They're good. All right. Uh, my takes. I guess my first big one, uh, Tuka Rask is back. I'm going to throw that one out there. I've been banging that drum for a while. Um, I don't know. Bruins fans are the fucking worst, and they always shit on Tuka Rask. It's evident that we cannot win a fucking game without Tuka Rask. We're 0-4 without him, 4-0 with him. He's got like a 9.58 save percentage. Uh, Malcolm Subban's maybe the worst draft pick of all time, dude. He is so bad. He doesn't even look like he's ever... He never went to a single goalie camp growing up. Like, fucking give me a break. I can no, name. He went to goalie camps, but Kevin Weeks hosted them. No, dude, he doesn't. Eat, he can't <laughs> sniff Kevin Weeks' jockstrap, and that's a serious Steve, comment. Stevie Weeks. Ugh. Stevie. So I'm I'm glad that the Tuca hate has to go away, unless you just are a fucking blinded asshole. My second take. Uh, <laughs> blinded assholes. I hate blinded assholes. Fucking. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Hayes and Matt Bolesky, what the fuck are you two doing? Combined eight ga- 16 games together, zero points, minus seven, I think. So we minus 14 overall. I mean, Jimmy Hayes looks like that kid that was always like 10 inches taller than everybody else in youth hockey, so he never actually had to like hit somebody. He just kind of had to hug them and they'd fall, whereas every other kid had to go full kamikaze and injure themselves to make an actual hit. Where the tall kid just kind of had to fucking give him a bear hug. And he never learned how to do fucking anything. So I... It breaks my heart. Because I root for Jimmy Hayes. And he gets shit on in Boston. But god damn it. Show me fucking something. That's so weird, dude. Because when Jimmy Hayes was on the Panthers, he was like kind of fun to watch. Like I thought he was better than Kevin. And now he's just like invisible. Right. I know what you have to do. I know what you have to do in this type of situation. It's what me and Kev did uh, for the Rangers a few years back. With Brian Boyle, you just gotta embrace the suck. Yeah, and just you just gotta root, you just have to keep rooting for him and like just go out of your way to be like Jimmy Hayes, love you, buddy. He, Jimmy Hayes for captain, pretty much. That's Boyle for captain. <laughs> we, we've done that before, and then you just turn into loving the guy, and then he'll show, when he does show up, it's like the best thing ever. Like when Boyle walked Dowdy and went far out. I was oh, at your house for that, man. You were. those lovable qualities that Brian Boyle had. He doesn't block shots. Uh, Yeah, he doesn't get his ass kicked. He doesn't fight. He doesn't drop his bones. No. And then, uh, I guess my last point on the Bruins would be I love the fourth line this year. I mean, there's been a lot of Dom Moore love. We've already talked about that, so I won't get into that. But the two Providence College kids, uh, Tim Schaller and um, Noel Achari. Noel Chari fucking hits like a fullback. Uh, they're our second leading scoring line. He looks like Billingsley on skates sometimes. Unbelievable. Dude, that's so funny. Have we talked about our roster fullbacks? Like, have we done that yet? Everybody what? who's listening to this, if, like, if you 
we ask you like what your favorite position is in football and you don't say oh. fullback, you should probably just turn off this fucking podcast. Michael, but, stop. Yeah, fuck yeah, buddy. All right. Uh, I've been interrupted like 15 times, so this has been a rough Bruins <laughs> segment. Uh, finally, the last guy on the fourth line I want to talk about before I interrupted again was fucking Timmy Schaller. Who's oh, Schaller? First, first shift, uh, first shift against Minnesota. He fucking went out and fought his old roommate when he played for the Americans. First shift, they fought no it. So way. shout I didn't out know to that was his roommate. That was a good scrap. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> he was stealing his shampoo. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, anytime you're buddies with somebody in the AHL and then your first shift against each other in the NHL, you drop the gloves. I just love that. That's just great. So I guess that's my Bruins take. They remind me that fourth line reminds me of when we had. Uh, Sean Thornton, Jeremy Reach, and uh, Glenn Metropolitan is our fourth line. Jeremy Reach. That was a line. What a, what a name. Oh, fuck. <sighs> that was talking right, Bruins, kind of. That, yeah, that's Rangers Bruins. Now we're going to get into our next segment. This is uh, it's actually sponsored now. Uh, it's Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. We do this every week. Uh, who wants to go first? Why don't you go first, Mr. Quiet? Yeah, seriously. No, I, I, I'm going last, dude. I thought we had the second oh. one. I'll go first. All right, ready. Hero of the week goes out to PK Subban. Uh, ripped his ripped his tarp off at the at the Titans game, just showing everyone that nice, uh, big, strong black body. Um, <laughs> <laughs> takes uh, takes a lot of guts to go to a Titans game and take your shirt off. So, hero of the week goes out to Subban. Uh, my zero of the week just goes out to the NHL referees. I hate referees always, but this year it's, I've been watching a lot more hockey. Um, and I've realized that they're just fucking losers. Like I have a few examples for it. I'll make it quick. Uh, I was watching the Toronto, uh, Montreal game yesterday and Roman Polak just had a nice clean hit on Shaw. Two guys who play physical. That's their game. Polak put him into the boards. Fucking shop, you know, embellished a little bit. And they call a boarding penalty on Pollock. It's like, dude, Pollock's not going to have a job in this league if he's not allowed to hit anyone. Uh, you got to let the guys hit. Pasternak hit on Girardi, sure. Give him a fucking call uh, penalty. Don't suspend a guy two games. That's a joke. Um, Girardi needed that wake-up call, to be honest with you. And, uh, <laughs> and I was watching a fight. It was between Josh Manson and this other guy. Uh, from the from the Ducks, and it was a good scrap. And then out of nowhere, this hero referee comes in and breaks up the fight. And like the referee almost got punched in the face. Like, dude, let the guys fight. Like, you gotta know when to break up a fight. It's like I get it. It's not easy sometimes, but like it was a good, a legitimate, good fight. Very even fight. It wasn't one sided at all. And like ref hops in and fucking breaks it up. It's like, dude, let let them play. Let them hit. Make some good calls. Don't suspend everyone. Just let them play hockey. It's the game. Sorry. That's it. Nice, Dan. Thank you. That fighting, though, that's that's a big thing. Like, I think that's going to create more injuries, like refs and players, because guys are like going at it, then the refs step in, and like, how do you know when to stop? Like, that's you're yeah. trying to kill somebody, man. <laughs> Tony Twist would have a freaking referee's head on a mantle by now. All right. Cool. I think you should do your heroes at zero, Bob. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I guess a quick hero, um, Alain Vigneault. Um, 
He's got the boys producing 3.62 a game. Fuck AV. That's 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 a, a league leading, fellas. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. So uh, that's that's pretty. That's like a big deal for the Rangers, especially. I mean, they they haven't been like big scoring team the past couple years that I can really remember. So that's that's a little bit of a hero for me. Uh, I guess my my real one though will have to go out to um, the Watertown Wolves in in the Federal Hockey League. Uh, they did not play last season due to rink renovations. <laughs> Uh, it's a nice facility they got going now, though. It's warm in there. They got cold beer. Um, Five dollars is so overpriced. Yeah, for yeah, like it was ten bucks to get in the game. Luckily, I know a professional hockey player, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, no, five dollar beer is ridiculous at a Fed game. Like, I, that's that's crazy. Uh, they they raised their 2014 or so they didn't play last year, but the year before they won the federal league, so they they raised the banner. <laughs> this year so that fans had to wait a big year for that banner to be you know revealed um then my zero goes out to steve ott and his uh uh attempt to freaking circumcise dano chara which jesus you're gonna need a big freaking stick for that uh he got fined two thousand two hundred and twenty two dollars and twenty two cents wherever the fuck that number came from <laughs> gary bettman fucking it's a lot of money for Steve Yeah, and he fucking, he spears fucking Chara in the balls, and Chara's trying to go him, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what a mess. But yeah, Steve Ott, he probably could be on the zero list every week. Honor. I don't what he's think? in the NHL still. Uh, my hero, I'm going to try to make turn this into a negative, into a positive. You know, I love him, McElrath. Um, I, I'm going to call him a hero for this. I think... Not getting claimed by anybody. That's tough. And Vigneault's going out and he's saying, uh, yeah, you know, I told him to go down there and work on his skill. Let's be honest. I don't care how hard McArath works. He's not going to fucking become Bobby Orr in the AHL. <laughs> so, you know what, McElrath? This is your chance to just embrace who you are. You're going you're gonna to work hard. You're going to be the bus guy when you're going fucking to Albany from Hartford. You're going to get the booster club to love you. You're eventually going to get the C, and you know what? I bet you'll have your name and number in the rafters someday in the AHL, and that's something to hang your hat on because, you know what, not many of us could have done that. So, Dylan McElrath, I still fucking love you, and I'm here to support you. Ryan, that, that made me happy, buddy. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's um, sad at the same time. My, my zero of the week goes to John Scott. I'm not a I'm not a fucking fan of the guy. I thought last year's AHL shit was or NHL All Star shit was bullshit. Fuck that guy. He's an asshole. Um, yeah. So he came out with the quote. He's retired. Probably not by choice. Just gonna toss that one out there. People are acting like he's riding into the sunset. And he had this quote that pisses me off. This is the quintessential "I'm retired, my life sucks" quote. It's funny. Parenting is a lot harder than hockey ever was. Yeah, right, bud. Every shift was a fucking journey for you. And now, and now, don't act like you're fucking Mr. Stay-at-home dad. You're fucking waking up, doing a line of hydros or Percocets or whatever you can get your hands on, popping in a couple TV dinners, throwing them on the trays for the kids, and then fucking sitting down watching Adult Swim all day. So fuck off, John Scott. I still hate you. That's my zero of the week. That sounds like a pretty good NHL retirement. That was a lecture. That was, yeah. Because it's, it's a fact. <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. All right. Uh, my hero of the week goes to my boy Jimmy Vesey scoring against the Boston Bruins. Really just 
fucking fisting those guys. Thought that was pretty cool. And uh, my zero of the week goes to Bauer. Uh, Bauer's filing for bankruptcy. And before we kind of get into that, how the fuck, like, it costs them how much money to make a stick? Like ten dollars? Probably. Probably and, they're, and they're selling them for three hundred. Think of how many sticks they're produced. How the fuck are they even remotely in trouble? That makes no sense. Because I mean, I don't know. They, I don't know if you actually read about it, but they bought they, essentially what they did is they bought a bunch of shitty companies <laughs> like Haro and shit like that and thought they could save them. So they spent all this money on these shitty products instead of sticking to theirs, and now they're fucked. So instead of having a hostile takeover and losing everything, they're trying to get a buyout so they make some money when they sell it. Nicely, fair enough. Maybe I did some well, homework this week. Uh, <coughs> All right. Well, that was zeros <laughs> and zeros. <laughs> and now we're uh, what are we gonna go? To? Three stars. Okay, we'll, do, we'll do a little. We'll do a little three stars. Uh, because Bauer's closing, we were kind of you know what? What's your top three favorite hockey type equipment? So boys, who wants to go first here? Um, Dan, get it. So wow. first, first off, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go all three Bauer things. I thought that's what we were originally gonna do. So I stuck. I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, first equipment from Bauer that I always liked was they make some great shorts and uh, kind of like the undershirts, um, long sleeve. I had a few of those growing up, so I always liked the long sleeves and shorts. Wear them at the same time, you're really comfy. Second is Dominic Moore's Nike Bauer helmet when he wore with Toronto. Things electric. Skip Grant used to wear the same exact helmet. Garrison wore that helmet. Lee, I think you might have had a version of that helmet. I never had Nike, but I did rock at 8,500 for sure. Safety first. Okay. Yeah, so definitely <laughs> that. that's like going with Don Moore's helmet for when he was with Toronto and I think every other team I used with. And honestly, the best stick I've ever used was the uh, Nexus 1000, the original Nexus 1000, all black. Favorite stick of all times. Um, yeah, so that's my, that's my three uh, equipment there. Power. Cooner. Uh, all right, this is tough for me because I'm kind of an equipment connoisseur. Um, I think the best stick I ever used uh, was by Easton. It was called uh, CNT Stealth. I think it was like their second Stealth that they put out. Um, is by far the best. It was like uh, they had like the red and black, or it was like black and blue, something like that, like grip, non-grip. Um, I, I like the, uh, I have a pair right now, actually, they're my favorite gloves I've ever worn. They're like these gloves produced by Total Hockey. They're like Easton Total Pros or something like that. They're like $45, but they're definitely the best gloves I've ever had. Uh, and I think the my favorite piece of equipment, it's I guess it's part of a piece of equipment, is uh, Graph Tongues will forever be the best fucking thing well, ever. Solid, I had a kid that I played with in Nepean. He played in the OHL and he got like not sent down or whatever, but he just didn't make it or whatever in the O after a while. And we picked him up like towards the end of the year. He had, brag. he had, hell no, we didn't have like one and a half bagels in the CJ. Uh, he, he had Bauer skates, but with graph tongues custom edge on there and they looked unbelievable nice yeah so yeah there's three stuff leave it uh my first one i threw it out to itech neck guards um 
They just look great, you know, safety first, as I recently said, you know, maybe, maybe if you're feeling a little feisty, you'll fucking tape it up and make it smaller, but everyone knows it's still an iTech neck guard under there. Honorable mention goes to that fucking, like, cloth that went underneath, I'm not really sure what that thing was about, (laughs) that you, like, tucked in, but those are fucking, yeah, those were money. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with, uh, Eagle Gloves. Uh, I don't even think they were that nice. I'm not really sure, but they were leather, and they had cool color design, so fucking every rich kid needed a pair. Um, I was all about them. I think I had the Montreal pair for a while. Those were a classic. Um, I was just all about Eagle Gloves. Still have no idea why. Were they nice? Can I get a consensus on that? Were those oh, they nice? Were, they were unreal. They were sick. Like, I think Wait, NHL players would love to have those. Cat's Eagle Gloves? Or? Oh, Cat had Eagle Yeah. It was fucking blue. <laughs> Metallic baby yeah. blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are electric. Yeah, great, great color schemes, Eagle did. They, they were so overpriced, though, I feel, right? Weren't they? They were, like, just out out there in price. I can't I can't believe, like, looking back, I think, like, the scale, sorry to cut you off, Lee, but the yeah. scale of, like, hockey equipment, how it has slid, like, sticks are, like, 300 bucks now. Like, the gloves I buy now are cheaper than Eagle gloves were then. Yeah, which is nuts. Like, Eagle gloves are, like, $100. And they're fucking rich kids, rich kid, kids gloves, dude. And some kid yeah. in Scandinavia fucking skinned an elk for those. <laughs> um, my Italian leather. My my last piece of equipment was uh the Paul Ho- the Paul Coffee Curve. Um, I mean that thing was a fucking it was a roller coaster. I mean it was my number one. I for street hockey you had to have the Sherwood Paul Coffee Woody. Um, you never knew where that slap shot was going, kept everyone on their toes. So, I mean, gotta love the Paul Coffee curve. <laughs> Ked, what do you got? Bring us home with a little enthusiasm. All right, guys. First one, you gotta be protected. I love those shock doctor uh, mouth guards. Uh, big Let's shock doctor mouth guard guy. It has to be attached to the helmet. You can't lose that fucking thing. They're, they're like 40 bucks. So, yeah. shock doctor mouth guard, that'd be my first one. My second one is uh, the yellow iTech jock shorts that you like. You put your uh, socks onto. They really don't make them like that anymore. They're kind of like pieces of shit, and those were just an instant classic. I remember just like looking around the room, and literally everybody had a pair of those. So that'd be my number two. My nine, my third and final one is the Warrior Mac Daddy stick, in baby blue. For some reason, I had a great ride with that stick. So that would be that. And then honorable mention. Um, not really a specific brand, but I would think one of the most important, like, I guess, equipment, hockey equipment-wise, you need a good pair of elbow pads. I feel like finding a good pair of elbow pads is, like, impossible, but once you have them, you have them forever. Would you sure. guys agree or disagree? With I would agree with that. The smaller, yeah, the better. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly, because now the new elbow pads are all so big and bulky and shit, and, like, you can't even fucking move. Finding the right pair of elbow pads that, like, will, like, protect you, sort of, and be comfortable is like almost impossible. So that that's my little uh, honorable mention with that one. Like, so yeah, those are the three stars. Cooner, yeah, Cooner had something to say. Uh, yeah, I what did you say? Uh, chirping about the elbow pads, quick. I had these like Nike V11 elbow pads or something that they were they were like adult smalls that I literally wore from like Peewees until last like this past Christmas. I just got a new pair of elbow pads, and and. That you can't, like you guys said, you can't buy elbow pads that are, like, small anymore. I don't know what, like, I don't understand that. Like, they're all huge. I got these, like, 
but I got these sick bower ones now that have like you know how all of them have like the like hard plastic cap, but like the old like street hockey ones you wore when you were like six had that like foam like weird like little. That's what yeah. these bower ones I have now are like old Vic elbow pads. Nice. And I got them on uh, hockeymonkey.com. Takes a <laughs> takes a shooter. I love how you've retired from hockey, but you still buy hockey equipment. It's the, probably it's really yeah. Cool. But see, like cool. I'm I'm like an, like an adult now, so like I can't just say, "Hey, mom, dad, like, can you like sell like my sister so I can get a new stick this week?" So like I buy like old or cheap cheap shit, and that's like one thing you realize now is like you didn't need that shit when you were a kid. Like I feel so bad for my parents that I like had to have like the newest stick. I fucking just bought a hundred dollar Easton off of Amazon. You're you're a good hockey shopper. You're, you're a big online shopper, dude. I am, yeah. Amazon Prime is where it's at. All right, well, that, that's with uh, three stars, and we have two more segments remaining. Uh, we're gonna go, Dan. We'll we'll do your segment first, buddy. Uh, Craig Adams asked kicking of the week. Let me know. Craig Adams asked kicking of the week uh, award this week goes out to uh, let's see here, Paquette, Cedric Paquette. Gets in, uh, I mean, I'll give him credit. He's, I fucking hate the guy, but he's, he actually dropped, he dropped his gloves twice this week. Got his fucking ass kicked twice, which was laugh out loud funny. Nate Polio from the Montreal Canadiens. Fucking down. Oh, no, that was bad. Yeah, he got uh, fucked up. Yeah, Sergey Kalinin from the, the Devils put a hurting on him, too. <laughs> uh, and he's never, a good guy, that Kalinin. Yeah, and never forget Chara absolutely... Literally ripped his head off a couple. Was it last year? Two years ago. Fucking, dude, holy shit! This guy's taking a fucking beating, but you gotta give him credit. He's dropping them, just like Craig Adams drops them and just gets fucking buckled. But uh, yeah, this week goes out to Paquette. Dan, who was the first one there to help Cedric Paquette when he was fighting against Canadians? Wait, so come again? Who was the oh, who was the Boyle fucking flew in there, bud? It got God. buried from behind into the yeah. boards. It was so dude. funny, man. Such does Kalinin usually fight? He fought JT uh, Miller last year, but he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he's not like a every. He doesn't fight often. He looks like he should, dude. He's got freaking big. I don't know. I I just feel like Sergey Kalinin and Nathan Bully is not a good look on your losses for a fight card. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, Kalinin. Kalinin. Yeah, he doesn't fight. Let's see. I'll pull it up right now. Let's see how many career fights he's got. I know he fought JT Miller last year. That's when JT Miller got uh, kicked out of the game for that stupid, yeah. stupid fucking tape on your hand rule. That's a joke, too. I um, I think I'm going to... Are you sure that was the same game, dude? What? But is it, I thought that's when he fought Kessler. No. I Come on, bud. This is my segment. I know what I'm talking about. Uh... <laughs> Kalinin's got in two NHL fights. Yeah, exactly. So, not a big fighter, but he can fight. Uh, so he obviously, he kicked the shit out of Paquette. And, uh, yeah. Why is he fighting? What? what like, Paquette? Like, what? what he's a little like? rat. He's a little rat. I'm glad he's actually fighting because usually he's just a little rat and doesn't fucking fight. So, good for him. Two fights this week, two losses, though. You gotta <laughs> win some to lose some. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're on to our last segment of this podcast. It's block shots of Spike Joey 69. Uh, Spike Joey had a hell of a week. We wanted to get blocked by Adam Herman. 
didn't really take too long. I kind of went the, I'm just going to try to annoy him by saying, hey, a thousand times thing. Nothing really happened. And then Ryan Lee came out of the woodwork with, uh, with, with, hey, Adam Herman, can you break down the analytics of the flower Tucci squirt regarding what orifice the dick is inserted in? Hashtag green horsey to porn. Uh, blocked, blocked very, very quick. Uh, so Adam Herman's on the block list and then, Spike just couldn't get enough, so he went after Kevin Weeks. And after six, yep, six tweets towards Kevin Weeks, he's blocked too. So we got so blocked by Weeks too. Yeah, yeah. So so far we got uh, we got two. So that's two in one week. We weren't even wow. going to try to do that. So wow. this week, uh, who are we going to block? I think we're going to let Cooner decide who we're going to go after. Cooner, who who are we sticking the dogs on? Oh God. Uh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, what's that one guy's name that does like the NBC Sports? Is it Liam McHugh? <laughs> oh, that'd be or, awesome. Him, I, I would like him or, oh boy, I would love to just read some dirty stuff about Catherine Tappen. Oh, man, I don't want to like go to jail. I just yeah, want to go to jail. I don't know if we can do jail. <laughs> Liam McHugh is a good, he's a good second. Bet. Liam McHugh it is. He'll probably show her like right. that, Wait, can we can we uh, distinguish who would be the hardest to get blocked? It's gotta be Pierre, right? Like he must. He takes beating everything. I know. Pierre doesn't have Pierre doesn't have a Twitter, but uh, Anson Anson Carter without without a doubt. Yeah, that is a smart move because so we'll we'll build up. uh, We'll build up our. uh, We'll practice for the next few weeks, and then we'll build up to Anson Carter. See if we can get that done. Dude, I don't. I don't see. I don't even know if it's even worth it. Like. He's a he has thick skin, dude. Yeah. Like very. I, I said he looked like a black dildo. Nothing. So <laughs> I, I I don't think. I mean, we can give it a go in a couple of weeks. But this week, yeah, let's go after let's go after Liam. Liam Q kind of reminds me of the little boy from Stuart Little. You know what I'm talking see about? That. I can see that. Just Jonathan like Lipnicki. Like nerdy kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just like a little fucking dweeb. All right, Liam Q, we're going after you. Uh, and that was the show, guys. Any post show thoughts or anything? Uh, not, not really, no. I'm just going to probably get yelled at for the rest of the day, eat a burrito, and maybe watch some hockey, so. No. Before you Sunday. Huh? Burritos sound good. Wait, I want to hear a little bit about Ken's trip. It's yeah. my birthday. Uh, God. Yeah, Fans right, listened so. to it last week. They, they kinda, you kind of pumped him up for a big week, and now you're not going to talk about it? A little recap? Right, well, I was... I was close enough to carry Underwood where we could have had a nice game of catch. I was that close. So that, that was pretty cool. She's beautiful. Um, then went to the city. And, yeah, we had a pretty good time. Hung out with a couple of guys I used to play hockey with. And it, it, was, it was fun, man. Um, nice. I, we, the, first bar, the first bar we walked into, uh, nice. Don't Stop Believing was playing. So nice. it, it was cool. But, it's a good city right, guys. center, Jim. Did you yeah, sign so any autographs? No, I didn't. I, I didn't tell anybody I played for the Rockies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I only do that when I'm with you. Full-time right. catchers. Got each other back. So, all right. So, next week, Liam McHugh, we're coming for you, you little fucking loser. And uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.